welcome to a brand new episode of A Fire Inside Out. I'm Ben Hansen, joined by my lover boy, Jeff Cork. Hey, what's that one doing next to a, the Fire Inside Out podcast in your podcast app doing? This is wild. Brand new episode. What is going on, my friend? The missing man is what's going on. We told the world we'd be back if they needed us, and no one asked for it, but by God, we're back. <laughs> Yep, we made good on our threat, so <laughs> we, you're welcome. We will not stay missing. Hey, Welcome back. December 7th. Yes, Smash Brothers comes out oh on the my Nintendo gosh. Switch. And the same day, a new AFI EP came out. How exciting. Come, it feels like it wasn't that long ago for the Blood Album. When we look at it, it, yeah. was a, it was exactly timed with Trump's inauguration, just for oh. a good timestamp on when that was. So it's been, a, it's been a minute, man. Yeah, no kidding. And in advance of this, you'd sent me like a YouTube link to... A track, which we'll get into what that was and my thoughts and all that stuff. But feeling it was get dark, yeah. Th- they released, as far as I could tell, like two singles from this before the release of the EP. Trash Bat just barely, but yep. That's a pretty bold move considering how much is on this. Because it is an EP, to be fair. Right. We're willing to give it all away. I, that was my main thought. Not the main thought, but something I was thinking about while listening to this is just like, it's cool they did this. I love that they released this EP, that they mm-hmm. squeezed it in between uh, you know full albums and all that stuff. Yeah. Same time, like... How much money do they make versus lose with an EP? That's a good question. You I can, would love to know that exact dollar amount. Are you going to tour on the EP? They said they're going to do a little bit of a tour. A little EP. tour. Yeah. Have you looked at all into the creation of Missing Man EP? I haven't. Oh, on purpose, because I wanted you to let me know all about it, my friend. <laughs> okay. Well, sit down. Stop milling about the studio, because I have news for you. Okay. Uh, so it was. Uh, so in this interview with Kerrang, Davey talked about the origins of the, the EP. He says, hey, when we returned uh, from what we thought was the end of the Blood Tour, and then almost immediately had plans to go out again, but there were a few months between those plans where we felt it appropriate to release some music. Mm. Being that we'd been out on tour for so long and the same music, we were trying to get the music out before we left for the tour, so there was lots of pressure for the timeline that we didn't need. Uh, so I like the idea of them just like, look, we don't have much time, but we're already sick of the Blood album. Let's make some new stuff for the love of Christ. Yeah. And of course, it's become like the classic AFI mythology at this point, that every time they create an album, part of the messaging in the interviews, which is always interesting, is we wrote way too many songs. Mm-hmm. We wrote way too many, then we have to boil this down to something usable. Uh, some would argue that the things that fall off, fall off for a reason. That's true, but I bet I bet there's no real stinkers. I bet there's yeah. some interesting ones out there, but I like the idea of them. They said no specific numbers, whereas Blood Album, I think they said 60 songs. Good Lord. Uh, and this one is just, yeah, it was way too many. But uh, there's a K-Rock interview as well, where uh, Dave is talking about the album, and uh, he has a nice laugh about like, oh, God, EPs are so much easier to make. Yeah. He's like just trying to choose five songs over 12 or whatever. It's like, oh, my God, just saves so many gray hairs trying to piece this thing together. Yeah. Also, there's a, in that K-Rock interview... It's just like classic Cluster F radio interview where they have all the members of the band on there. Hunter's holding the mic down by his shoes because he knows there's never going to be a chance for him to talk. Oh. But they're talking about the creation of the Missing Man EP. Uh, and then the K-Rock goes, like, oh, get darker. Your single is really great. And then Davey's like, oh, it's get dark, actually, but no big deal. And then the host goes, well, I'm an extremist. And Davey goes, very good. That was very good. And the hostess looks confused. And Davey goes, do you know how good that was? Do you know what you just did? <laughs> He's like, no, I don't. It's like, okay, moving on. <laughs> and in the in the realm of interviews for Missing Man, I'm still waiting for like a big, juicy, good one, which yeah. hopefully, AFI, make it on a fire inside out. Yeah, I was going to say, if you've got time to dink around with those clowns on some radio station nobody's ever heard of. <laughs> K-Rock, well, you know. <laughs> but uh, th- speaking of just insult to injury, yeah. they did one with this heavy mag. Uh, it was also a, a podcast. It's Australian. Nothing against the host. Wonderful. 
but it was only Jade. And it was him talking about producing the, the EP. And I was like, oh, this is it. This yeah. is the kind of like details I want. It was the equivalent of the Comedy Bang Bang interview with Tiny interviewing the dentist, where you just <laughs> cannot hear a word. It was uncomfortable. And the weird thing is, like, <laughs> oh my God, it was like, no, he would go like this. He'd say, uh, Jade, you're uh, releasing this album. What's that? What's that been like? And then you just hear this. <laughs> it's the most aggravating interview I've ever heard in my well, life. Well, Jade is notoriously shy. That's why he has the, <laughs> those bangs on one side of his face because he just can't bear for everybody to look he at. He was him. trying to talk through the bangs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. The Missing Man. Yes. The tease. I love the the album art on this one. I think it's it has very a really, cool. Yeah, it's got a really cool style. I still am waiting for like a real music video. Because they released like the lyric videos, which uh-huh. is fine. And like you mentioned, it's for a trash bat and get dark. With a bouncing skull, which is a pretty edgy choice. That is a very cool. Um, the creation of this EP, mm-hmm. listening to it, I'm glad I didn't know this ahead of time, but it's like, boy, this feels like another Jade produced joint. And I'm happy that that interview then proved out that, yeah, he totally did produce this one. It's definitely another mark of like his rise to power with an AFI, where eventually he'll just be like, give me those sticks, guy normal. I got this. Seems like he may have been on like trucker strength stimulants too, because he. <laughs> It seems like I would argue he may have produced a bit much. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so excited to talk about that. Absolutely. Uh, okay. Tell me if I'm reading too much into this. Yes. This is Adam Carson. Uh, I'm not familiar with that name, but I think he goes by Guy Normal yes, as well. Guy Normal. He tweeted this out. Okay. He says, the Missing Man EP is out. Really proud of my contribution to these songs. Hope you like them. Yeah. Am I reading too far into that? Because there's yes. a part of me that sees that where it's like, just say I'm proud of our work with this one. I'm proud of, you know, my work with these songs. But the fact that he's like, you know, the sliver that I was allowed to add in after everything else had been laid down, I'm proud of. It seems like, we can get to specifics in a, in a minute, but yeah. it does seem like he went out of his way to be like, hey, over here, check this out. Like that. For so the last time, Mr. Normal, you need to use the drums and not just your mouth. <laughs> uh, it does not work out that well. Uh, we should just dive in. It's an EP, yeah. so let's keep it short and sweet, man. Absolutely. Trash Bat. Trash Bat. First song on the album. Let's just, the first sound we hear on the Missing Man EP. Let's a really it. solid contribution, I think. Here we go. creation of this song cork just to mm-hmm. set it before you go here uh jade puget said uh this was the ideal song to kick off the ep from adam's big drum fill at the top all the way through to the end it's just a quick burst of frenetic energy i brought the song in was playing it for davy and he threw out the line my trash bat and i thought how can you lose with a title like that what is a trash bat anyway who cares <laughs> from jade himself see that's where he and i have a little bit of a disagreement <laughs> You care I, big time. I care a lot because I like this song a lot. I think it's a fantastic start to the EP. Yes. It's a really great song musically in a lot of ways. Yes. That is completely derailed by the stupidity of the lyric. Because my problem with it is that you have the question that Jay doesn't seem to be concerned about with, what is a trash bat? Uh you know, I guess it goes back to your first idea, best idea. But mm-hmm. trash bat, what is a trash bat? It sounds too close to trash bag. Interesting. And it also reminds me of, like, who has the, the disparaging nickname for 
Rocket Raccoon calls him a trash panda, so it seems okay. like a derivation of that kind of in a way. Like, what's a trash bat? Yeah, they've been on a weird animal kick, I guess, the last couple albums. I don't know if that's a new thing with the mm-hmm. snow cats, the trash bats. Make but up your mind. Bat is also, it could also mean like the stick of wood as well. It's interesting they oh. were, were putting an animal twist on it. It could be... But if it's an affectionate name for someone, which seems to be yeah. the framing of the song, I don't know if you'd call them a bat. You, I mean, a bat flying around is cuter, I think, and, and more lovable than just a... A baseball item. Both will get in your hair, but one will cause more damage. <laughs> I guess that's true. Uh, I hate it, though. I hate that every time he says it, it because the song, I think, is so good. It just seems yeah. like a, well, let's circle back on the on the words part, because I think we've got something here, but. <laughs> we'll get to it later. Um, I agree. I think it sets an amazing tone, and it sums up the album really well, mm-hmm. which is just almost over-instrumentation. <laughs> Oh, it is so dynamic. You listen to this and it's like, well, this is impossible to play live. This is all over the place and it's interesting. I love it. Like yeah. you could analyze this song for months and months and months just musically. It yes. is the most layered some would say overproduced, yeah. but I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. I think it's just interesting cuz it's so wild. That crazy drum breakdown in the middle that just seems like he's like playing but then like the drums are slowly sliding off the stage and he's like trying to catch them and play them at the same time. cool it's very cool it's really really cool yeah uh, and i love it it's just like a short song it's to the point it's sweet it sets the tone of this is going to be all over the place but not mm-hmm. necessarily in a bad way and he also talks about keeping it clean for the camera mm. remember he's he's really he used to sing about cameras a lot yeah that's interesting thank well, you i think he's a, i think he's big into image and not just in a narcissistic way but right. just the concept of self-image and yep, stuff and that's fame big, and, yeah big recurring theme yeah. which by the way we should just say uh out of the gate, that we don't care about our image. No. Uh, no, that in the interview here with LA Weekly, Davey talks about the themes of the album a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, there are scenes of disconnection, unwanted and unexpected disconnection that run through the record and an almost desperation to reacquire human connection. Those are the common themes. Amidst a desensitized and sinking foundation of culture, whether you take it from an individual vantage or broaden it to what culturally goes on to impart those disparities. Mm. That feels like an email interview. <laughs> like he's saying that out loud yeah. so eloquently. Yeah. I wonder if, if it's dangerous for him as a creator to talk about like the need for human connection and how we're all longing for that to a segment of AFI's fan base, which I bet is looking for any excuse to stalk Davey Havoc. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, dangerous, but what are you going to do? Got to play with fire if you yep. want to talk about a fire inside. There you go, baby. Okay, next song, mm-hmm. Break Angels. Uh, let's... Jump right into the chorus. Let's here. do it. Definitely continues the trend of this is going to be an interesting EP. Yeah. What did you think of Break Angels? I think it was, it was a lot more straightforward than uh, Trash Bat uh, yeah. musically. It's not surprisingly. I liked it a lot, though. It, I, you can help me with this. It reminded me of another AFA song, though I could not for the life of me remember which one. 
Well, Cork, that's the least helpful tip I've ever heard in my life. Thank you. Nothing jumped out immediately, but let us know in the comments yeah. if you know what's inside Jeff Cork's brain. Okay. Yeah, I think I think it does connect to Trash Bat a little bit more in the sense of just the instrumentation is almost more interesting than it could be, than it needs to be. Again, mm-hmm. not that it's a bad thing, but like this could have been the last song in the album with a piano, you yeah. know? But just like the drums are so heavy throughout it, it feels like uh, the instrumentation is just ratcheted up to such a degree and then Davey's pretty emotional performance mm-hmm. over the top of that it's a cool disconnect but I've heard some hate for this song I think it's interesting I think it's interesting too Davey kind of is a little flat on one note which is weird that they kept it in because this is seriously uh, Jade had like a little tent that he set up in the studio you think that he would have pro-tooled that a little bit but well oh here's my. a here's a hot take from that unlistenable interview from Heavy Mag yes. uh, Jade said that in terms of uh, just creating the album with Davey, he said vocally he wanted it to be a little bit rawer. Hmm. And so they would often use the first take. Okay. Yeah, so they'd set it up because he thought the first take was the more emotional one. Mm, interesting. Uh, and I think in this song, it probably comes through yeah. uh, in that field. Uh, and I think for Blood Album, I remember a big takeaway from ours, for ours, big takeaway of ours, <laughs> <laughs> a big takeaway of ours was just the idea that the instrumentation is really interesting and that like the lyrics aren't exactly matching up. Uh-huh. And I feel like this EP in general is kind of like a little bit of a course correction where I don't think they're masterful, but reading them again, and this song in particular, it's like, wait, what is he singing? Is he singing about his dad, which he never really has directly before? Yeah. Uh, and so I think that this song in particular, it's more lyrically interesting than AFI's been in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's here's the refrain here. I'm the young father of every great boy. Don't let them catch you in my sights. Don't say my father took any cheap whore. In me, my father's still fighting. I'm sure it's all an elaborate metaphor, but it starts yeah. to build up this theme of, is Davy singing about his dad who died when he was like five directly mm-hmm. here? And then obviously that builds to the conclusion of, is Davy's father the missing man? Mm. If you want to read into that, I'm sure those reads are out there. Who knows if... I'm sure they're nowhere near that interpretation, even internally within the band. But mm-hmm. externally, it's like, oh, here's a here's a way to kind of reframe this entire EP if you want it. Yeah, I think yeah. on a somewhat lighter note, whenever I think <laughs> of Davy, I always think about his mom and that column that she wrote for her local paper oh about God. being Davy Havoc's mom and just what the energy is like in an AFI show and how it's all like a big family. And she's just so proud of him. <laughs> I, th- so I think cute. about that all the time because you imagine your mom writing about you. I wish that my mom would write about me someday. Yeah, so in this LA Weekly interview, Jay talks about uh, Get Dark and Trash Bat. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not breaking the mold of AFI. Definitely this yeah. entire EP is an evolution. Mm-hmm. And a quick quick tangent. It's always frustrating to hear in all interviews, they talk about how many songs they write, then they boil it down. And then another big refrain is always like, yeah, you know, we're continuing to evolve our sound. It's like, yep, yeah, for sure. How would you describe it? They never explain like what the new sound is. Maybe yeah. they have a tough time even explaining it but i think fans would even agree like this does sound like an evolution of the blood album but mm-hmm. putting it into words is surprisingly difficult about you think it. that there's got to be something that they can grab onto and be like yeah this time guy normal's got like maracas you know what i mean there's something physical if you're evolving <laughs> Walks your sound. Into the studio hey guys <laughs> <laughs> they say mexico on the side you just got back from your vacation sir <laughs> back into the sun here it is
I like this song a lot, which really? is something that uh, you probably hear me say a lot on this EP. Uh, oh. Not to tip my hand a little bit. Yeah. And don't misinterpret this. Yes. So be very careful. But this reminds me of something like 90s grunge. Yes. Musically. It seems like something that would have been like a B-side for Bush or something like that. That is exactly my takeaway. This is actually my least favorite song on the album. Really? And yeah, it just makes me think that it's the least AFI sounding song. And I think in a mm. bad way in the sense that okay. I could see so many other bands pulling off this song yeah. just fine. Whereas like you give another song or another band trash bat, it's mm-hmm. like, hey, good luck yeah. sounding like AFI. But this, it just feels a little generic. Yeah. Uh, and even I, there's something weird about just kind of like the discrete chunks of the lyrics uh, building into it where it's like, none of them, some of us heard what you said. It's got such a weird kind of formulaic structure lyrically mm-hmm. building into the chorus. That I'm yeah. Not, I'm not the biggest fan of it. It seems like an album closer, too. I think a lot mm. of these songs do feel like they could be the last song in an album. Yeah, they should start writing good middle album songs. And we all know what those sound like. Uh, yeah, we don't need to elaborate there. We're evolving <laughs> our commentary as well. Uh, I like the chorus a lot. Really? Okay. And I, I think it has a really great, weird guitar solo. That's exactly it. Uh, okay, before we get to that, though. So it feels a little bit standard, like I said, like, oh, another band could cover it. But it starts mm. to get a little bit funkier as you go deeper in, like a little play with the vocals here. It's more melodic than you might expect from AFI, mm-hmm. but yes, absolutely that guitar. It almost sounds like a Tom Morello type thing or something, but, but yeah. here, here's Jade losing it. And then just kind of carrying through the overall thoughts and themes of the album again, because it's not just hey, here's a guitar solo. It's guitar solo transitioning into acoustic. Yes. Which again, if trying to play it live, like even on the Blood album, there's a couple of those songs where it's just like, all right, now I need somebody to toss me an acoustic yeah. guitar for this millisecond, then go back to electric. Hope you're a good catch, Jade. Yeah, here's the transition. To be fair, I don't hate this song. Mm-hmm. I just think it's it's the weakest on the album. He me. does the transition to acoustic in the next song as well. Yeah. that. What do you think it is? Is it just Jade kind of flexing his muscles? It's got to be fun to produce an album when you've just been performing it for so long and mm-hmm. creating it and just be like, oh my God, I can just keep going layer after layer after layer, especially with the setup that he has yeah. in the band of... I'm just going to make the music and then hand it off to Davey. He'll write the lyrics. Then we hand it off to Hunter and Adam. Or he'll like, just blurt out trash bat. <laughs> trash bat! <laughs> <laughs> How could you lose? We knew we had a home run when he said those two <laughs> key syllables. <laughs> no, you don't know I even mean? like, it seems like Jade can take as much time as he wants. Yeah. And so maybe that leads to just the complexity of this music. And he did in that unlistenable interview talk about the fear of just losing objectivity mm-hmm. and i don't think that's happening i think it all sounds good but maybe he needs or could have somebody in his ear just be like you could go simpler you know you don't need to add layer after layer after layer I, th- I think it's one of those things too this is me just making a lot of assumptions because i never produced any music well at that's all. what we do in this so podcast, i'm an expert yeah. but it seems like the more time you have the like you just kind of keep futzing around with something yeah and then Eventually, the thing that you end up with is maybe a little different from what you started with and maybe even what you had 
hope for or were shooting for, and that's not necessarily a good thing. Right. Well, I, I think I would like them to have some kind of homework assignment where it's like, you've got four days to write and record an EP. Oh. Nine to five, though, you can't... Like a little game jam. Yeah, exactly. That's a really interesting idea. And you know, Just and real say- stripped down... Yes, I would love to hear it. Um, but you never know. Maybe it is Jay just in the shower, and when he's coming up with a new song and humming it, he just hums all the complexities, and he's able to hum the difference between acoustic and electric mm-hmm. and his, the transitions. His and... taps are hot, cold, and reverb. Those are the three <laughs> knobs he's got. He's always working. Next song, Get Dark. Get Darker, because I'm an extremist. Get Dark Cork. We've heard it a lot at this point. What do you think? Best song on the album. It's really hmm. good. I really like it a lot. I it's, think you're right. It's super bratty in a way, kind of like their middle period stuff in a good way. Okay. Kind of kind of snide and snotty, which... Snide and snotty. Snide All right. and snotty. I think it's a good return to form for him. I think it's got a good sing-along chorus. I bet this is one that's super fun to hear live. Absolutely. That was my big takeaway as well. It's like You could see the group really getting into this. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's got and, another really good guitar solo, too. It does. Let's get to that here. Doing that hot swap, the Jade hot swap. Now, as much as I like this song, it has one of the I say this affectionately. One of the dumbest things, too, is when it has the alternating, the st- strumming the acoustic guitar, where it's just, it reminds me of, uh, I don't know, like tequila or something silly. Like, like, <laughs> where it's just like, strum, 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 strum. I, uh, you talk about how good to be live, and that was a big takeaway as well. Is like, you know, it, you could say, oh, it's pretty repetitive, but it's so fun that, you know, you can't really blame it too much for that. Uh, they performed it at the K-Rock Acoustic Christmas. Mm. They performed it live for the first time ever. That was the big hype. And yeah. uh, watched it. I think you could tell it was the first time ever. Okay. Uh, look, AFI is the best. AFI is the best. But it's one of those things of like, mm, I wish Davey was hitting that chorus a little bit better. And he was doing a lot of like, he could tell he wasn't quite nailing it. He mm. was like pointing up, pointing down, trying to give direction to the person on the mixer. Yeah, yeah. Not. But it's just, it didn't sound as fun as you want. But first time performing it live. What are you yeah. going to do? I have a question. Yes, sir. So the Acoustic Christmas. Yeah. This is a very dumb question. Is it strictly acoustic no, instruments? It is not. Okay, sure so they were plugged in? Way. Yeah, they were very plugged in. Okay, because I was wondering if then he would have reverted to an electric guitar. Like, oh, that's a very smart question. Thank yeah. you. It's very funny. Uh, we'll also, like this song yes. has the second reference to uh, parenting, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm not the father, I'm not the son, only a maker of useless things. I've done, I've done. I'm not a mother of the morning sun. I'm only a maker of useless things. I've done. Here's one. So again, if you want to keep that theme running throughout, there also, you go. Also, sun. Oh. Two different ways to read it, because this song's going to get dark. Oh, I get it now. Mm-hmm. I like it. All right, last song in the album, Missing Man. I think it's, let's just hear the very beginning of it, because yes. I think it's interesting. What band is this, Cork? Oh, jeez, I don't know. I heard it, it, it sounds like Modest Mouse to me. Like, mm. this could be a song off of Moon in Antarctica. What is it? What is that? 
I like it. It's yeah. so different, but it is definitely that note of like, oh, here we go. Jade is getting experimental, but I like it. I like mm-hmm. that it's not just the classic kind of like Arabic chant. It's a little bit stranger than that. You yeah. Know? What do you think about the missing man? Uh, I'll preface this by saying, again, I'm not. I don't say this to be mean. It reminds me of AFI at their most boring. Hmm. But I think the song isn't boring. It, it, you know what I yes, mean? Yes. It has a lot of the same things in common with those AFI songs that seem to go on forever. Kind of like some those ones are usually in the middle of the album where you're like, all right, here we go. Well, a nine minute long dirge, Jesus. Right. But this song is probably like is the longest one on the EP. It right? is. Yep. But it doesn't sure. seem like it. It doesn't drag on. I think it's interesting enough to where I do like it. Okay. Here's but it has some things in common with those songs that I don't typically like from them. Got it. Here's the chorus again. Can you go back to the, the beginning of the song, right when the song kicks in after the samples? Yeah. I, something that stuck out for me. Okay, that part right there, yeah, that guitar part, I've got something queued up, reminded me of. Please. What is that? It's from uh, Beck's song, Deborah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just reminded me of that. So there you go. That's my contribution. That's very I'm very helpful. happy with it. That's very smart in general. I think um, in that part too, when Davey's like, and the sky, it gets into that problem, I think, that we've talked about a lot in this podcast, where it does feel like Davey is borderline shoehorning lyrics in, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like, you hear it, and he, like, he repeats, and the sky, in the sky, in a weird way. And mm-hmm. you realize when you read the lyrics, like, oh, no, the second time he says that, it's the buildup to the next line. He's saying, and this guy. No, no, no. It's all about, it's the sky for time. And this guy, and this guy. But it's just the way it's structured, it just feels like he's repeating mm-hmm. it. And I think it is a byproduct, if I may, uh, you know, be the backseat coach here, of just saying like, oh, of trying to shoehorn the lyrics on top of mm. maybe the music that's already a little more nailed down yeah. in a post-Jade world, you know? Now, I've not looked up the lyrics, so you can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, he mentions December? No. It sounds like he says December. Yep. I'm totally with you. I thought that as well. It is not December. It is... I was like, ah, it's Davey's favorite month, but I stand I think, corrected. It is not. I think it's quite resembling mine. I think that's the line that okay. sounds like December, but I totally thought so, too. Of like, oh, a December Underground shout yeah. out. Yeah, but I, I don't believe so. Okay. But lyrically, something that it is mentioning again is uh, orphans. Hmm. Uh, let's see. So here's the line saying, I've wanted orphan tears like mine, raise the tide. Uh, and then also... It starts out silly, but gets back to the main point is sickened by these sharks, sickened by these crimes, sickened by these eyes, quite resembling mine. Hmm. Uh, here is a little uh, little acoustic guitar for you. Again, just sticking with the theme. Spanish feel. It's so unique. It's so cool for them. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you where I, I, listening to this song, my takeaway was I think I would just prefer this as an instrumental. Mm. Lyrically, you know, it, yeah. it's not it's not bad or anything. The Missing Man refrain is not exactly my favorite on the album, but I think musically it's just so interesting that it led to a bigger point in my mind of just, I kind of just want Jade to do a full instrumental album. I, I bet want, it would be so good. Yeah. Do you think he ever would? 
I don't know. I'm asking nicely right now. Jade, please release an instrumental album because I know it would be so good. We have time to listen to it. Yeah. Is that the time that we had right there? Is that what was going on? I don't know. I guess so. Uh, yeah, it's a it's the big song to close out the album. It's again sums up everything really nicely. Mm-hmm. The same way that uh, you know the first song in the album does. Of yeah, instruments are awesome and the lyrics are a notch above. But just boy, there's a lot of layers to this thing. Yeah, and going back, I, th- this song was not a good uh, showcase for it, but our good friend, close personal friend Hunter, yeah, was a lot of fun to listen to mm. on this album. I was like. The bass parts were, I don't. I bet his hand gets so tired. <laughs> that poor little it's guy. Just very fun and energetic to listen to. I, tired from drawing cats, or how dare you? Okay, sorry. Yeah, I think in Missing Man it stands out even more. I feel like the vocals even are like mixed down a little bit. Mm-hmm. They're a little bit softer than in previous AFI albums. Yeah. But I think in this EP, it's not a bad thing necessarily because it is just so dynamic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, do you have other big thoughts about the Missing Man EP, Jeff Quirk? I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. Yeah, I, I think it's tempting to kind of try to divine clues for what's coming next based on something like this. Boy, I don't know where you'd go, but yeah. Yeah. That's the thing is like, oh, this could be a stepping stone. They say they're going to make a new album in the next year, which is very exciting. Mm. But at the same time, like based on this, I don't know what that's going <laughs> to sound like other than Jade's probably going to produce it and it's probably musically going to be very interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think overall, I like this EP a lot as well. Do you like it more than the All Hallows' Eve? No, EP. I mean, that's just dumb nostalgia that you can't really compete with. Yeah. But overall, I think it was more interesting than I expected. Yeah. Uh, it is, It is again, a, a step forward for AFI into something new, mm-hmm. something used, something blue. Yeah. There it is, Jeff Cork, the Missing Man EP. The Missing Man EP. God, you've been the Missing Man in my life. Ah, shucks. We need to get together more often, my friend. Yeah. Um, we will probably do a new episode for the new album. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll do some bonus stuff. I know we've been promising it for a long time, but now there's a big kind of tech hurdle and you might've noticed it in your feed where like we switched where we hosted the podcast. I think a couple things got lost. So we'll have to rebuild that and all that. Mm-hmm. But now that in theory, if this episode's live, we got that tech up and running again. We can keep going, baby. All right, let's do it. Dream car. Here we come. I'll <laughs> conk. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We love you. Uh, and we love AFI and the missing man. Hey, thanks to the band for releasing this. Absolutely. And Davey, don't be such a stranger. Give us a call. Absolutely. Please, you know how to find us. Yeah, you're making a pest of yourself everywhere else. <laughs> We've devoted literally hours talking about you and saying all kinds of nice things about you in Trash Bet, so please. <laughs> all right, until next time, everybody. Yeah, bye. bye. So, uh-